Merry Christmas, everybody. I just want to invite you to sing this out with us tonight.
set of lungs just like us you took on our shape you took on our form and the light in the darkness was alive and moved around among us in a real body just like ours and in the same way that your spirit breathed life into the son of God Lord you continue to breathe that same life into us today 
you continue to be a light in the darkness through each one of us today. So Lord, may we yield to the power of what you want to do in this world by opening ourselves up to seeing Christ born once again through each and every one of us every day through the light that you shine through all of us. We love you. We thank you for what this day reminds us of. God in the flesh among us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow, that was such a beautiful, beautiful time of worship. And I just want to say for everyone tuning in tonight, thank you so much for joining us tonight and Merry Christmas. We are so, so, so glad that you're here with us today. And we just pray that you feel the love of Christ wherever you are. We pray that you feel how much he cares about you and how much he is for you. So whether this is your first time with us or your 100th time with us, we're so glad that you're here. And if you have just joined us for the very first time and you've not connected with us yet, you're going to see a link on your screen for a connection card. And that is your way of just reaching out to us and letting us know that you want to get connected into this family. And we promise we're not going to spam you. We're not going to stalk you or anything like that. We just want to connect you to our family and make sure that you get the support that you need in this season. We don't want anyone to be alone. And so if that is you, please go ahead and click on that card. Or if you've been a part of this family for a while and you're ready to get connected, um, fill that out as well. It doesn't have to be your first time either. Also, hey, we have a really exciting announcement. So every year we do a series called The Church Has Left the Building on our last week in December. But actually this year we're going to be extending it to two weeks. Our team deserves a much needed break after all of the hard work that they have put into this year during a pandemic and so we wanted to give them a break so we've put in a ton of work we actually went out to zion national park and filmed two incredible services just for you and we wanted to let you know that we are going to be doing services online only for the next two weeks so please make sure to join us they're super super special they're very beautiful the background is incredible our team works so hard on them and we would love to see you there online. So make sure that you join us either on Facebook, YouTube, or at live.voice.church, and we will be there with you in the chats. So before we head into service, we want to hear from you. What are your plans this evening? So go ahead, write down in the chats, what are your plans this evening? Where are you going? What are you doing? Who are you celebrating with? I can't wait to hear some of your responses. Well, hey, Voice Church, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. You know, we've had to uh, adjust because of the weather because 2020 is not going to go out without a fight. And so it was uh, out of nowhere, rain, and then now it's not going to rain, but we see kind of rain 
uh, coming. So it may start pouring. Uh, it was actually kind of cool uh, when we were setting up earlier uh, because it rains in front of where this tent that we're the easy up, and then the rain in the back on camera, it kind of looked like snow. It wasn't snow, but it kind of looked like snow. But uh, hey, Merry Christmas. Thanks for taking the time to join us online. Um, tonight we remember the evening of Christ's birth, the, the night that kind of changed everything, the biggest thing in creation since creation. Tonight we celebrate this idea of Emmanuel, God with us. And if you have spent any amount of time in church, you've heard this before. My challenge to you is that this would be fresh, that Emmanuel, God with us, wouldn't just be something that, oh, I've heard that before, let's move on to something fresh but that you would recognize that even in this season, which is challenging for a lot of us, that God is here with us, that God is with you wherever you are right now, whether you're in great times or you're in challenging times. And if you've never heard that before and you kind of picture God as this distant God off on the other side of the clouds in the sky, would you know that God is near? I've talked to so many people who used to follow God and then kind of drifted away and overthinking of what it would look like to come back into a relationship with God. And can I challenge you? Emmanuel, God with us, is a reminder that God isn't as far off as you may think. That turning your life back to him is as simple as just saying, God, would you be here with me? I surrender to you. What Emmanuel, God with us, means is that no longer do we have to question whether God sees us. No longer do we have to question whether God cares about us, whether God wants to engage with us. And we we're just talking about this with the worship and productions team before uh, this service. But one of my favorite verses in this season is Micah 7, 8. We prayed this over our team right before we went live on, online. And it says, uh, though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. And I want to be fully transparent with you. Um, for our family, the last couple days, it's almost felt like there's this like dark cloud over us. We haven't really felt like in the Christmas spirit. I don't know if that's you, but if you are in the same kind of boat, would you remember that you don't have to manufacture light, especially going into the holidays and dinners and festivities with family and all that kind of stuff, and you have to put on a Christmas face, can I challenge you? When you sit in darkness, the Lord is your light. You don't have to put on some hypocritical, I got to have my, you know, dad hat on or my, you know, Christian hat on and be all good. It's okay to not be okay and recognize that the Lord is the light. Though we sit in darkness, the Lord is your light. So today, uh, marks the beginning of a 33-year journey where time and time again, Jesus would love the unlovable. He would care for the marginalized. He would show God's character and he would challenge people to follow him fully. And then at the end of it all, he told his followers to go do the same. He said, go into all the world, go into all the nations and make disciples, teaching them to obey everything I've taught you. He didn't say, go and make attendees, go and make singers of Christian songs. He says, go and make disciples that do what I do, do what I've seen that you've seen me do. And what happened was Jesus shined bright the hope of God, and then he told his followers to go do the same thing. So traditionally, traditionally on Christmas Eve, we've, you know, lit candles. And for hundreds of years, the church has lit these candles as a reminder that Jesus is the light of the world, but also that he now then handed that mission off to us 
to go spread that light for him, to shine bright for him. He said this in Matthew chapter 5. He said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world, talking to his disciples. That I firmly believe this with all my heart, that the church is the hope of the world. The local church is the hope of the world. You are the hope of the world. Not the local church is a building or a logo or a social media account, but you We've talked about this so many times, but what the local church is, is the ecclesia. It's the, it's the people of God, not the buildings of God, but the people of God. You are a light. You are the light of the world, Jesus says. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And when we as a church are doing what we're supposed to do, we are unignorable. Not because we're boycotting, not because we're canceling things, but because of the bright light that we shine. Like the moon that cannot create its own light. It just reflects the sun. That's what we're supposed to be. Have you ever been out camping? And uh, we just went out, you know, a few months ago, we were out at Lado Creek camping and it was such a bright moonlight. Like it was such a bright full moon that we could actually see it cast shadows through our tent. It was so bright. That's how we're supposed to be. A full moon can't hide. And a church that's fully living for God, fully representing the values of God, cannot be hidden either. Candle lighting is a reminder that Jesus' challenge was far more than to gather privately in buildings and sing songs once a week. That Jesus' challenge to us was were to shine the values of Jesus brightly and unashamedly wherever we go. And if we're honest, this has been a really challenging year. All of us in different ways. We talked about this before, but we're all in the same battle, but we're on different ships. We're on different fronts of this war in a sense, right? But there's been a lot of things that have happened this year. COVID, obviously still going. Shutdowns, different waves of shutdowns. Economic impacts that are still continuing. Racial tensions on top of all that. Riots, politics, now vaccines and masks and all that stuff. There's been a lot of targets to throw rocks at, haven't there? A lot of opportunities to cancel. A lot of opportunities to express outrage. A hundred years ago, plus, a guy named W.L. Watkinson, a pastor, said this. It's been attributed to a lot of different people, but I did the homework. He's actually a pastor. In 1907, he said to his church, it is far better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. It is far better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. Or are there things in this world that we want changed? Yes. And we will continue as a church to speak up for those that we deem to be voiceless, for the marginalized. But do you know what? We, we as a church aren't going to be known for what we're against. We're going to be known for what we're for. And you guys have, have visited the church and have gotten our little coffee mugs. and has a voice logo on it. And do you know what it says underneath the voice logo? It doesn't say voice church. It doesn't have at voice.church at Instagram. It doesn't have our website. Do you know what it has? Be a voice. Be a voice. It's on everything that we do. Be a voice. Because a church hasn't called us to build, the, or God hasn't called us as a church to build the brand of Voice Church. Hasn't called us just to get more followers. God has called us as a church to be a voice of hope, to be known by love wherever we go, to shine brightly, to shine. So the crazy thing is, the darker it gets, the more your light makes a difference. If we were to light a candle in the middle of broad daylight at noon today, you wouldn't be able to see it. But if I lit a candle at midnight tonight, you could see it from across the neighborhood, from across the, the room. 
right? Well, what happens when you get a hundred candles, a thousand candles? This is what the church is supposed to be. Unignorable, joining together. And the cool thing about right now is there's a few of us here in person, but the vast majority of you guys that are watching this right now are at home, on commutes, on your phone, on your tablets, on your Apple TV or your whatever watching this. And so when we light our candles, we're not going to be uniform. And I love that. It's not going to be all like right here. We have glow sticks, right? And we bought a bunch of them that we're going to, I don't know, say for next year. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't rain. But we have glow sticks here. But you know what? When you're at home right now, use, uh, if you have glow sticks, grab them. If you have a flashlight, if you have a tea candle, if you have a nice scented candle, uh, if you have uh, whatever, you have the light on your phone, okay? Use that, whatever you have, uh, use it. And the cool thing is we don't all look the same, but we're going to shine our lights brightly at the end of service tonight. What a reminder that we don't have to be uniform. Our gifts aren't the same. Our passions aren't the same. Our ethnicity, our heritage, our age, our socioeconomic status, our worldview all changes slightly. It differs slightly, but we can still shine brightly for Jesus. So we're going to sing a song uh, in a little bit here. And I encourage you when the time comes, and I'll give you a heads up, to grab your light, whatever that is, a tea light, the scented candle, whatever. Grab your light and sing it uh, with us. But if you want to go and take a moment while I'm talking and go ahead and grab that light or maybe send the kids to go grab a light, go ahead and do that. But we're going to end in a moment here by singing the song, O Holy Night. O Holy Night. Three dates that are important uh, in regards to this song. And if some of you guys have never heard the story before, it's really cool. Uh, 1847, 1855, and 1906. 1847, 1855, and 1906. So first, 1847. A priest commissioned a local poet, a guy by the name of Placide Capot. I probably said that wrong. I'm sure the Poissonniers will correct me. But Placide Capot uh, was commissioned to write this song for his church. He was commissioned by a priest. Do you know who Placide was? He wasn't a churchgoer. He wasn't even really a godly man. He was a wine merchant. He was a wine merchant. He sold wine. And he was an amateur poet. And he wrote this song. He read Luke chapter 2, which we read last week as a church, which we'll read tonight as a family, as a part of our Christmas Eve tradition. But he read Luke chapter 2 about Jesus' birth in a small sleepy town called Bethlehem. And he called it Midnight Christians. Midnight Christians. And then he asked his friend Adolf Adam to do the music. Now, who was Adolf Adam? He wasn't a churchgoer either. Adolf wrote music for operas. So if you're wondering why O Holy Night kind of has that operatic kind of vibe, now you know. The guy who wrote the music for it was an opera guy. So you have this non-churchgoer and this opera guy, neither one of them are church people, write this song called O Holy Night. First time it was sung, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, 1847, in a small church in Paris. Now, here's the crazy thing about that. The religious leaders denounced it. Can you imagine that? This song that glorifies God, the religious leaders denounced it. Why? Because of who wrote it. They said, and I quote, they said it had a total absence of the spirit of religion. But you know what? I agree. It does have an absence of spirit of religion, but it is full of the spirit of God. They went even as far as to ban it 
from churches. They were not allowed to sing this song in the churches in France. But you know what? It gained popularity and more people began to sing it. It became known as a song of the people because some high and mighty religious leaders didn't write it. Common people wrote it. 1855, a few years later, an American writer and an abolitionist, a guy fighting on the front lines against slavery, a guy by the name of John Sullivan Dwight, discovered the song and he translated it into English. You know what caught his eye as an abolitionist? This phrase, he says, truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. And then here's the big part. Chain shall he break for the slave is our brother. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. So what did he do? This abolitionist then published it in an abolitionist magazine and inspired countless of people fighting on the front lines for the equality of all man under God. Then some decades later in 1906, Canadian inventor named Reginald Fessenden, who was a pioneer of radio, he was the first person to transmit voice and music over a radio transmission. It happened in 1906. You know what time of the year? Christmas Eve, 1906. He read about Jesus's birth in Luke chapter two. And then he played his violin and he sang the song, Oh Holy Night. The first ever song played live on the radio. So, tonight on Christmas Eve, 2020, I can't think of a better song for us to sing than one written by people that religious leaders had disqualified. A song that inspired people to fight for the equality of all God's children and the first song to ever be broadcast around the world. At Christmas, we remember why Jesus came. As the song says, long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared, till God appeared, Emmanuel. And then my favorite line of the song, and the soul felt its worth. The world needed a savior, someone who would provide a way out of the mess of sin and make us right with God. We've said this before, that we were not mistakers in the need of a teacher. We are sinners in need of a savior. And he appeared. We celebrate 2,000 years ago. Our prayer is that that this song would bring attention to that night and would draw our hearts to the one who made this holy night truly divine. So when you're ready, you can go ahead and grab your glow sticks, your lights, or grab your phone and get ready to turn the flashlight button on. But when you're ready, go ahead and light your light as we sing this song together.
As we uh, close, I just want to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I know it's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy year. But God is there in the middle of it. 
Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. And then our job is to reflect that light to those that God has you meet. You know, every time we gather, we take a free will offering. And this is actually the last offering of the year that is going to the mission and the, and the, and the purposes of Voice Church. Remember, next week is an online service only, part one of the church has left the building. But next week is also our legacy offering. It's the last Sunday of the year, and we give that offering completely away to local and global nonprofits. So I challenge you to give big next week because we're going to give it all away. But if you want to give today, if you want to give through the church today, just go to voice.church forward slash give, and you can do it that way. One more time, and the last time we're going to do this live, uh, would you put your hands out like this as a sign of surrender? And Nally, would you actually close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Jesus, I just thank you so much for every person who joined us tonight. Lord, I thank you that your love was so incredibly huge that you gave your life for us. And tonight we celebrate you. We just ask that you'd be with our families in this season. God, we pray that your presence would just be so near to us. And we pray that in our homes and in our communities, God, that you would speak with us. You would speak through us and you would speak through this church, God. We give our lives to you and we celebrate you tonight. Amen. Thank you guys again for joining us.